1: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: I don't think you trust in, in my
3: self-righteous, self-righteous suicide. Suicide. It's the little Pete Show. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, we're not allowed to play licensed music, but we can have a fucking good go at singing it, can't yeah. we? Oh, we can have a bloody good go. Like you see you do something about that loophole. Oh, I've got a bit of gas. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> What a start to a show. I got so excited. And why am I excited, Luke more Because it is our big, bouncing, uh, four years strong birthday.
2: Four years this week. Four years in the habit. Since it took me six months to convince Pete to do this.
3: Yeah. Our um, first show was in the... Was it in XFM? It was, no, uh, no it wouldn't have been XFM. It would have been no, in absolute, absolute Radio. It was Absolute, yeah. It was in Studio 3.2 at Absolute Radio. Uh, a radio session that gets better every year. <laughs> And um, to celebrate our birthday, we've um, got uh, Gordon Ramsay in. Oh, God, he's been doing his Gordon Ramsay impression all morning. Boyd, you are more excitable after you've done two podcasts. Gordon? Gordon? <laughs> Sorry, darling, what's your name? Gordon? <laughs> it's getting better. Beautiful. It's getting better.
2: Rustic food. Uh, yes, good stuff. Four years, Pete. We're wasting our lives. Happy birthday. It's good to get a reminder of it. Happy birthday, Laps. Take me wallet out of my pocket because my leg's are a bit sore. Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's that heavy, is it? Yeah. Full uh, of moths. I'm 40. You're 40. Yeah. yeah. Let's kiss. It's... W- well, we could, but it's also bad to think that when we started this, I was already 36.
3: <laughs> yeah, 36 doesn't seem sound bad. 37 sounds bad. I mean, anybody who's listening who is under the age of 40, uh, who's under the age of 35, would look at 36 and go... Whoa,
2: what was the big one for you, like, the birthday where you were like, fuck?
3: 38 was, a, was one was where it? you sort of go, that sounds hefty.
2: <laughs> I think mine was 30. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've heard that a lot of um, footballers get properly, properly like antsy when they turn thirty.
3: Oh, what? Well, because it's the end of their well, it's it's just the, thirty it's it's the what? sounds a lot older. Yeah, but keepers like they can go on for another twelve years if they I want to. I think
2: keepers are a different kettle of fish. They are a d-
3: they're yeah. different, think, like drummers, aren't they? I think they're exonerated. They're exonerated. <laughs> Do exonerate. you think no. that keepers are just generally good? Like most keepers are adequate and it's only the it's only the ones who play for the big clubs. The focus is a little bit more. They have exactly the same skill set as everyone else. They just get criticised more. So if I was a goalkeeper, I'd stay at your West Ham's. I'd stay at your Newcastle United's. You're always going to have a well, nice time You are time a man there. completely bereft
2: of ambition. We know that. <laughs> yeah, it's I know. Not news. Listeners to this I show know. will not find that new. I think that it's all about mindset when you get to the top level. You remember Big that we used to play with? Yeah. He is a colossal man, mm-hmm. and it was even bigger. With now. colossal velocity. <laughs> he's even bigger now. Yeah. But when he was match fit, fighting fit, mm. the way he would fill the goal. Was incredible. He was the best goalkeeper mm. I've ever played with, and mm. he got to about Buckingham Town level. Right, yeah. So imagine yeah. what it takes to get up there.
3: It's almost a bit like broadcasting, Pete. <laughs> the keepers nowadays they are very much uh, they got to get down, they got to get up, they got to get down. All the tests are: they get down, they get up, they get down, they get up. And how
2: quick kicking. can you, how quick can you get up, and yeah. how well can you pass it, mm. Pete? What's the difference between a good and a great broadcaster?
3: Um, ones who can do the Cruyff turn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what are you saying? You're the great broadcaster. No, I pointed at
2: you when I say good and pointed me when Thank I said like, great you. but you okay, didn't pick fantastic. up on it you,
3: okay, you, you, so, you don't care so like yeah it's it's mainly just kind of like uh, people can do um, a turn on a sixpence I once heard uh, the so occasionally maligned uh, Richard Bacon uh, announcing the Is death of Mike yeah I think it gets because of the Charlie back on Blue Peter no not because of that but it's the one thing people know about him um, he's criticised as being kind of quite lightweight but he's Done like a lot of five live, a lot of quite you know hefty yeah. stuff that he's had to do. And I heard him uh, announce the death of Michael Jackson. Right. And he had a quite a deft touch, and he's quite a sort of um, he's, he's a very very good broadcaster. Yeah. And I, and I think that the sort of people who, who switching go, with the tone. Is yeah. Good. yeah. I remember i had to announce um, Chris Cornell's death. I had to. Uh, Did announce, you do a burp? I didn't do a burp. No. <laughs> <laughs> my sound. Welcome to my sound garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I announced Chris Cornell's death on, on, on Absolute Radio. Yeah. I announced uh, Chester Bennington. Ah. who had been on the show a few times. Do you only do uh, like
2: kind of quite morose um, yeah. indie musicians? Yeah. Well, Prince as well.
3: Oh, did you? And I had to, you know, I was doing my, you know, what have I eaten today? Uh, texter. Yeah. What's, had that to absolutely, what's that smell? Yeah. What's that yeah. smell? Legendary. Yeah. Do you like me? Uh, yeah. Like like Sasha directly into um, Prince's isn't he? <laughs> That's wow. upsetting. I'd have played the whole of 1980. 1980- Three's dirty mind. That would have made it easier. Yeah, just <laughs> rather it. than just trying to it. sort of remember things about that I Love knew about Prince. Oh, the
1: Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, his
3: clothes. Oh, sex. Didn't he like sex? Only for a
2: bit, though. What stopped? Didn't he? He started to stop. He yeah. stopped yeah. and refused to perform those songs
3: after a certain point
2: because mm. I think he became quite
3: quite uh, religious man. But then I think he picked it back up again. That Janelle Monae song that uh, she did, uh, that was I think co-written by him. Uh, just before he died that but, is sexual but the reason that's interesting I think is because most people become more of a pervert when they're religious <laughs>
2: can,
0: I, can I say that
3: yeah that's fair they're like I mean, hats they like dresses they're like oh well that's more kinky I wouldn't say that's more sexual what's your cut off though I mean the Catholic the Catholic church you're into shit that we can talk about well yeah. let's not talk about it nah. but I'm just saying that they're known for one thing yeah. for one flavour yeah but then also that's like Craig David I, said. I, I like to think the Anglican church probably a bit more whippy whippy and chainsy <laughs> Perhaps. In the belfry. <laughs> Perhaps.
2: <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. I also would like to chuck Danny Kelly's hat into the ring here. Okay. He is very good at shifting tone on a sixpence. Yeah. And I remember doing a show with him. We were talking about something quite lighthearted. Something, I think it was probably something to do with reggae, because he's obsessed with reggae. Right. And then a footballer, an old footballer died, and it came in on yeah. the show, mm. and he switched. Yeah. But not only did he switch, he went onto a whole monologue using, like, quite Shakespearean mm. language and he'd be saying stuff like has left this veil of tears yeah. his, his fate has broken his stride all this wow. kind of stuff
3: and it was actually very impressive you like that sort of thing you, you've kind of yeah. adopted a little bit of that here and there
2: I'll do it poorly <laughs> uh, I do it in more of a kind of like a do you know what I the way I do it is like Danny Kelly is very much like seeing Oasis in their pomp at Nebworth. Mm-hmm. I'm like that famous. An Oasis. Oh, yeah, I'm like a fa- famous <laughs> tribute, tribute band uh, pub and crew. <laughs> they just have tribute <laughs> bands every night and everyone has a lovely time, but let's yeah. be honest,
3: it's not the real thing. I do like those pubs and I don't go to enough of those pubs. There's one near the station they St. Elbans and all they have is uh, tribute acts and the Urinals are the Rolling Stones and Little uh, li- Lippy Mouths. Okay. Piss into a person's mouth. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it?
2: There was, there, they're not. I think there are. Um, I want to say it's in Scotland. I think That's a safe mm. enough bet. Okay. There's a urinal at a football club there with the, with um, TV screens, and you can piss on your rival team's
3: goals and stuff. Nice. That's that's a nice little touch. There's, or as they would
2: say pesh
3: pesh. There's yeah. uh, in Japan you have uh, little games. You pee left or right to um, to make the. Is it hygiene, Pete? It's probably not, is it? No, no. Yeah. Toilets generally aren't, though. Just don't put your hands in them. Don't put your hands in them. do I've said some, it once, I've said have, it. Don't wipe some bread around the uh, around the rim. No.
2: There's a famous viral video, isn't there, If I think an Aberdeen fan? Mm. Oh, jumping in the... Yeah. I, head, I, head first
3: through the urinal. Uh, what's your favourite viral uh, urinal? <laughs> I went through a phase about five years ago when I was pissed, uh, pulling the little, uh, little cubes out of the urinal, throwing it at my friend. <laughs> That's pathetic behaviour. It is pathetic behaviour. You just wash your hands afterwards. It's fine. But what and about them? What about them? It's not my <laughs> not <their> business. Problem. <laughs> They've made the decision to go That's out with me. someone else's business. That's They've the problem. They've made the decision to go out with me. That's all I'm saying. Um,
2: I, I, uh, um, I don't have a, fa- a favourite viral urinal video, I don't the, think. The
3: German man who comes out of the festival toilet and starts washing his hands in the uh, in the urinal... <laughs> Do you remember the oh yeah? And that woman's sort of interviewing. Oh, he's put his hand in the arsehole. Do you remember that
2: toilet? Do you remember that German techno Viking? Was he German? I think. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah, absolutely chilling. Well, he so you think he's frightening? So measured, and then and then he sort of um, he 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 he, he teaches a man to uh, stop bothering a woman. And then he goes back to techno Vikinging as well. But he's
2: so measured. Mm, it's a march, and yeah. people are probably, some of them are on drugs. Mm. So they're a little bit more reckless abandon. Mm. He's very marchy, mm. measured. You, you, I, a military background, I'm going to suggest.
3: But again, it's, I never trust uh, people who like dance music and aren't on drugs all the time. And I, never trust, uh, yeah. and I never trust broadcasters who can do that pace change because you could be in a conversation with them, and to get one up on you, they might sort of go... Oh what you really think that do you? And, yeah. and it and it, like, abs- and, and, and it starts to change. I don't like people yeah. who play with my emotions like that. It very much says more about you than them, doesn't no, it? No, no, I don't think people should play with my emotions. Have, have I you... don't think I should be joking along. Maybe I say an off colour joke. I'm pushing boundaries. I'm an envelope tearer. Uh and uh, something like that. And yeah. I'm a parameter botherer. And, <laughs> and 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 I go a little bit too far. Wake up suddenly. Look at the it!
2: <laughs> How would you break bad news to someone then? How do you do it in your personal life or your professional life? Off-air?
3: you know that kid you had. <laughs> Did you up until recently have a dog? <laughs> How many dogs do you got? Yeah. Right. How good are you with subtraction? <laughs> one of the one, one of the one of the two finest Leslie Nielsen
2: lines. One is, "Ma'am." we would have come here earlier, but your, your husband wasn't, <laughs> wasn't dead then. Dead. And the second one is um, when he goes into someone's office and they say, who are you and how did you get in here? I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. <laughs> I'm a locksmith.
0: <laughs> ah, wonderful. There we go,
2: there we go. Peter, I would be fine with you breaking me some bad news because mm-hmm. you would probably do it on WhatsApp yeah. with some text speak and mm-hmm. a meme, probably a gif,
3: mm. and then later on check if I was okay with a little kiss. I'm a big kisser on uh, on on. Most of my life though. Not in real life. That's not cover compliance. The only case I get to do it these days. Yeah. But I am all I, I do occasionally do it on an email to someone I don't know, and it's like, ah, oh, I do don't. Do. I know I shouldn't do that. I know I shouldn't like do that. Call, it's
2: like calling your teacher mum. Yeah, it, it is a little bit. Okay, Peter. Listen, we. that's oh, the, one, Daddy. the world's the world's <laughs> longest intro ever. Cool. Uh, as you look around to see how many, how long we've been recording this. Ooh, that's a chunky intro. It is. Um, what are we actually going to talk about this week? It's a Monday. Uh, summer is here. We've had some nice weather. Mm. I've got a few bits and pieces here to talk about is there anything on your mind that you'd like to talk about this week uh, that doesn't involve a student hacking the KFC app and ordering £6,500 worth of chicken. Well, I would like to talk about
3: that quite <laughs> Let's do it then. Let's talk Let's about it. Let's do
2: it, because that's happened.
3: Yes. A man has hacked the KFC app. I mean, you've, you've done it all, to be honest. Uh, there was a KFC app glitch uh, and some uh, plucky student, some plucky hacker, has managed to order £6,500 worth of free food. And in China, you would imagine, uh, his name is uh, Zhu and he managed to secure himself a bucket upon bucket of free chicken, says the Uh, metro.co.uk piece on this Uh, and yeah him and his friends just got away with nearly 15 grand's worth of of, of food and and, and, and out in China cheaper as well cheaper I like this
2: because he has done what I'm always asking people to do Mm. regular listeners to this show will know I am furious still now at the man who got busted stealing a million quid from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Steal for cheating
3: less because yes.
2: he flew too close to the sun. Mm. What this guy's done is he has dragged this out over a period of years. Mm. If he had just ordered sixteen thousand pounds worth of chicken straight away, bang, you're busted. Yeah, who's just, doing that? You found the glitch. Mm. Keep it to yourself. Mm. Maybe a few close friends. Certainly no more than that, and make sure they're trustworthy. And almost develop some kind of KFC themed spy <laughs> cell and help yourself. Yeah, you know. But how did he get found out?
3: I can't um, remember. I, ju- I think they probably just noticed a man was just... Probably an update. Probably a software update. update they probably, yeah. Actually, yeah. you can't... You, look, with the electronics and the internet, you can't get away with this sort of thing. But well done for that man for trying. Well, he's in jail. He won't get he's any in KFC tr- there, will he?
2: Two and a half years he's been sitting down for.
3: Oh, wow. That's he, a lot, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. He only got, got uh, fined 700 good which I thought was uh, quite cool. He's in jail. I mean, look at loss of earnings alone. Mm. True. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not worth it. How much would you pay for a chicken nugget, Luke Moore? A single chicken nugget. Um, do I get any kind of context here? Um, a, a chicken um, how nugget? hungry am I? <laughs> how much do you like the video game Among Us? Uh, uh, which is oh, a, I've heard of it. Yeah, you've I've heard of it. Yeah, I know some friends who play it. Yeah, I'm, so, a PUBG, I'm a PUBG you're man. I'm a PUBG man, baby. through and through. $99,000. Cracking on for uh, obviously $100,000. That's how um, numbers work. Uh, yeah, a chicken nugget uh, in the shape of an Among Us character yeah. uh, is, 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 is going for um, nearly $100,000 on eBay. I don't think he's going to get that money. No, think- he won't. And is is, it,
2: um, is is that a quirk of the production process? They haven't designed it on purpose. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah.
3: Um, and, and, and it also comes from a BTS branded meal. You know, the uh, boy band, the Bangtan Boys or whatever they're called. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they, it, it came from their meal and it's kind of mashed together. A love of the uh, BTS army and also the Among Us and, crew and the chick- chickens well. head and, and, and chickens. <laughs> to make chickens nugget- have not been interviewed for no. this. No, apparently it's one hundred percent
2: chicken breast meat these days. But speaking <laughs> yeah. of which, um, I um Listened to one of my favourite podcasts, which isn't a Stack podcast, which is Malcolm Gladwell. show. Get fucked. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh, big, big hair, man. Big Gladys. Big hair. Oh, it's just... Oh, the Art Garfunkel freak, of podcasting.
3: Freakonomics. Yeah. No, he's not, he's not
2: Freakonomics. Gladwell's Freakonomics, isn't he? No, economics is Stephen Levitt and Stephen Dubner, isn't it? No!
3: Yeah. No. Sorry to break it to your I'm to take that You I'm... do that. You waste your I time in, while I carry I... on talking. What did, I, what did I interview Malcolm Gladwell for then? He did Blink. On XFM. He did a very famous book called Blink. Freakonomics. Freak- um, oh my god, it is. Yeah. What? Yeah. I've been going through all my life freakonomic and freakonomically. When will you on res- him. When will you respect
2: me? <laughs> uh, anyway, listen. I um I Good listened god. to an episode of Gladwell's Revisionist History, uh, and I would love it to be a part of the ra- of the Stack mm. uh, Network, but it's not going to happen. Let's be honest, <laughs> he won't return any more calls. No. Uh, and um, it's talking about McDonald's, Pete. Talking right. about that, he says. It's a great episode. When he was 13 years old, he went to McDonald's for the first time and he had the fries and they were amazing. Yes. And he tried to work out why, when he goes to McDonald's with his family now, or whatever, the fries aren't as good. Mm. And he explores and investigates whether it's because he's got some kind of middle-aged nostalgia for it or it actually did change. Uh. And what he finds out is it did actually change. Ah. In 1990, a man in the US went on a massive, well-funded crusade to make fast food restaurants healthier because he had a heart attack and he was a multi-millionaire and he managed to lobby and convince McDonald's to change the way they made their fries which made them not taste as good and they did a taste test with a load of millennials using the old formula at the food technology place out in um, California mm. and, it, and they were able to eat them again and they were amazing but they had to change from beef tallow oh, to, delicious. to some kind of corn... Fat or something. Oh, interesting. And so they've changed
3: over the years. That would make them vegetarian, though, wouldn't they? Which
2: is I good. suppose so. Yeah, because yeah. I know one. And th- uh, speaking of this, while we're on this subject, I know that in Five Guys, they fry the fries in peanut peanuts. oil. Yeah, so you no get free one- peanuts. Yeah, but no one with a peanut and nut allergy can have I wouldn't them. go in. I wouldn't go in if I had a peanut allergy.
3: There's too many Stay people out. with
2: nut allergies these days. You, you're cutting what. off a lot
3: of potential customers. There. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but they do test delicious, especially they, the Cajun fry one. And they chuck extra ones in the bag, don't they? they do yeah. If the thing, want, yeah. They want them. Yeah. I mean, just get very greasy after what all. What do you think you're about that? Why do you think they do that? What do you mean? Well, at the end, they give you a portion yeah.
2: and they chuck a load more Just fries in the bag. I so. make you
3: feel good. I'll make you feel good. In uh, McDonald's, I bought a little uh, box of little cheese balls. I suppose they're like cheese curds. Mozzarella dippers? I mean, yeah, mozzarella. Well, no, they're like little sort of nuggety things, right? And uh, it said, uh, this is uh, <clears throat> designed for uh, three. The little box said designed for three. They always fucking get say fucked. that. They say that to get away with the get portion fucked. size recommendations
2: from the fucking mm. the health a department or whatever. That's what you, you get. A bag of M and M's. Great mm. to share.
3: Mind your own fucking business. <laughs> I bought a I bought a carton of uh, of orange juice, and it said, uh, and all of the nutritional information was for like 150 milliliters, right? Yeah. And it was 160 milliliters in the carton. Like, why have you done that, yeah, dickheads? Ridiculous. It's not like the old tip, isn't it? If you
2: order a load of food for delivery mm-hmm. just for yourself, and yeah. you go to announce the door. If you're embarrassed, you go, you shout behind you, food's here! <laughs> just take it. So people think it's for lots uh, more people. How many times have you done that? Oh, mate. Oh, I'm not mate. embarrassed about how fat I am. That's the thing it's a <laughs> that. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. When I was running down... I challenge them. Do you know what I do? What? If they're going to... Because yeah. they think, oh, I'll, maybe the particular kind of more needly delivery, delivery drivers, mm. and normally they're lovely. Yeah. If they're going to challenge me, mm. like subconsciously or unconsciously, by looking at me when they hand my food over, yeah. I will hold their gaze... Mm. Tell, let them know do that little, I know how much food I've ordered for myself a little dribble. My and no I just wee myself. <laughs>
3: we myself I just wet myself yeah but if they're keeping your gaze I'm not going to say that you've wet yourself you've, this is a very victory
2: yeah <laughs> I don't think about that that's a waste of a wet myself a waste of a wet yourself right can you wet yourself on demand <sighs>
3: No, Some yeah, people got stage fright, don't they? You're the kind of man who won't go to your urinal, right, Will you? Um I could probably poo myself more than we myself, I would say. And <laughs> there's something w- in your head that goes, This is the wrong place for this, Peter. Do you like do <laughs> Not you like, again, Peter?
2: Do you like it that COVID is. I meant like that it. You I that, love that, getting
3: something jeans. that you haven't
2: because of Covid, you don't have to go to your urinal anymore. And you're not gonna be judged for I've it. I've still been gone to the i ur- I've still been gone who to the Who is it doesn't urinal. go to the urinal then? Someone we know it doesn't go to the urinal. I thought it You've talked you. about my penis
3: before because you've sorted a urinal. Oh, so I've clearly been to a urinal before. That's true, actually,
2: yeah. And oh, yeah, I've broken yeah.
3: the rule there because you're not supposed to look at other men's penises. <laughs> you know no, no. you, yeah, no. Let's get anywhere now. But, <laughs> but but other people have looked at me because of you. <laughs> <laughs> then my work here is done. One of them, Ben Bailey Smith, he did it. Did it? Because of you. What did he think of it?
2: I don't know. He didn't review it or anything. He wrote he was a poem up, about that it. was the same night you let yourself down by calling Wu Tang Crew. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: yeah, there we go. Oh, dear. Let's, <sighs> let's go to a break
2: on that note. We're trying to wet ourselves. No promise.
3: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order.
1: Quince.com slash style.
3: Bernie Katz was fun. He was kind. When he walked in, the room just lit up. And there was something magical about this young man that just had a glint
0: in his eye, that didn't give a shit about anything, but loved everything.
2: My first impressions were of a huge, vibrant, and outgoing personality, all hugs, grins, extravagant language, and wild attire. Always in a leopard skin jacket, whirling around like a windmill. I know she's a character.
0: I don't know if those people exist anymore. They're sort of dying out, everything's changed. It is a bank holiday weekend in London, the late summer of 2017. The streets around Kentish Town, just north of the city, and halfway towards Hampstead Heath, are unusually quiet. That evening, in a small, converted flat, just a 15-minute bus ride from King's Cross station. Bernie Katz, pocket-sized and long-standing front-of-house manager of London's Groucho Club, is found dead by his landlords. I said to him, "What happened?" You know, and he said, "We are not talking about it." And yes, there have been the rumours we've all heard. I mean, what did I hear specifically that he was murdered? His
2: relationship with his father was so toxic. He hated the idea that his son was gay. His right. dad was a proper gangster. Bernie came down, there
0: was a car far far. Guy blows his dad's head off. they were all part of the same fetid, seething, self-referential nest of vipers
3: that I think the graduate had become. Was Bernie depressive? I think yes.
2: When alone, a condition he rarely sought, he had demons that flew about his head.
0: I get a call from Bernie and he is in £20,000 worth of debt with
2: the Albanian gangsters in Soho. We all collected and paid the debt.
3: The way that the Albanians operate is very, very peculiar because they did not operate like any other mafia in Europe.
1: I've never been able to establish exactly what happened and why, but whatever it was, it was so wrong.
3: Bernie, who killed the Prince of Soho? Listen
1: now. A stack production available wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It's the Luke and Peach Show. It is Monday. Oh, I'm so soggy, Luke. I went for a walk. What, <laughs>
0: Out I'm out not
3: gonna I wet sorry, I forgot what we were talking about wet stuff. I am so soggy. I went for a run up and down Upper Street for business reasons. That's why coffee. Forgot and I am a pen. And, um, <laughs> pen. <laughs> I want to get some post-its. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just really wet. It's just a yeah. miserable day. I had an absolutely devastating experience last night out
2: doing exercise. Mm. Did that big... Um, Walk in the Lake District, told yeah. you about, and I thought I felt all right. I, I was, mm. I was kind of dreading all the exercise we we're going to do in the lakes because mm. Mimi's really fit and healthy yeah. and athletic, but you and are too. You're know, always what, running the around. Thing is, I've lost it big time, mm. and I haven't done much. COVID's really fucked me, to be honest. Right, and um, so I was kind of dreading the amount of physical activity, mm. but it was actually all right. Yeah, and on the final day, we did this big hike, which I told you about. This big walk, and last night, I thought, you know what? I've done a lot of walking this week last week because um, I was in the office a lot and I walked back from Brixton it's about a 45 minute walk it's a good bit of exercise particularly when the sun's shining I thought I'm going to treat myself to a run mm. went for a run abysmal could barely do a mile it was right. so depressing, and the, 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 one of the great things about doing a run is you get outside, and then when you get back, you feel good. Mm. I felt terrible. I just <laughs> felt really like I really let myself down.
3: Right. So I'm still kind of getting over that at the moment. Oh, sorry to hear that, Luke. Well, sure you get back on the bike, which I mean, not cheating, the bike. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> shall show me some emails, Luke. Yes, because we are terrible at not getting to emails because we are so self-indulgent. Imagine the look at beach being self-indulgent. People, what? Still, people still send them in, and that's on they them. Do exactly. Uh, Jack's come up with an email. Thank you, Jacks. Speaking of uh, steps, marathons, stuff like that, High and Peak, great workers, always love the show. Uh, just getting in touch regarding the most steps slash longest walk. I'm sure I'll be beat by some other nutter. But last summer, a mate and I decided for our birthdays, no less, to celebrate by doing a double marathon. But, Jack yeah. sounds young. Jack yeah. sounds like a millennial. But he was then. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, you know, it, celebrating by doing a double marathon, just around 84K. It took over 12 hours and I racked up 87,000 steps. I don't know if this qualifies, but it was a bloody hard day. As an aside, the day after I had uh, what can only be described as the worst hangover ever multiplied by 10, I hadn't even touched a beer the night before. And after a doctor's visit, it turned out to be hyponatremia essentially overhydration where your salt content is diluted below normal levels i later found out they can be fatal uh though a couple of days later i felt fully recovered the lesson was all clearly don't drink too much water as pete said all along all the best and cheers jack i think that maybe our generation and again i'm assuming that jack's younger because that's the sort of thing that uh, younger people do and i tut it and go come on let's have some uh shots instead (laughs) yeah let's have a little cry about our lives on our birthday um but um yeah our, our generation uh, the water thing, Lea Betts was a big thing. That, that, yep. that kind of puts that in the head, don't drink too much water because you can get very, very unwell. I think the
2: way you can check, and I know this because I've read it somewhere, but I've also seen it on the wall of every football club dressing room of a certain level I've been in, mm. um, a urine chart. So they have a urine chart yes. about how hydrated you are because right. it is also dangerous to be overhydrated, mm. as we've talked about in the past. And I think that's the way you check. So if, you're, if your urine is completely clear, mm. it's probably you're a little bit overhydrated. You mm. want to be almost like a straw, very light yellow straw colour. Oh, lovely. When you do it and it's like treacle,
3: that's underhydrated. That's m- too many molasses. I just <laughs> yeah. consume too many molasses. I also
2: heard a story... Mine's of... either
3: tab clear or sludge.
2: I, I, tab clear, that's, that's, that probably counts. <laughs> I also heard a story of a friend of mine who went on the lads holiday back in the... I don't know, early 2000s or mm-hmm. whatever. And a friend of his got taken to hospital because he had a problem with hydration. He had like yep. a heat stroke and all the rest of it. And the doctor did a bit of investigation and worked out that he had only drunk beer <laughs> for like nine days and nights.
3: Mm. Not, a Not a single other single piece bit. of
2: liquid Jeez. had gone past his lips. And his, I think his internal system was just... Just going, come on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and made him and made him just basically collapse. So Jeez. Was it's he a delicate it? balance. He's fine now, I think, okay. yeah. Just get him on the drip, brother. Just get him on the drip, brother. I've also heard stories of doctors, and if people are listening who are doctors can get in touch about this. I've heard of doctors treating themselves for hangovers by putting saline drips in themselves and stuff.
3: Mm. On yeah, shift, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, you've got to treat people, and if you're under-hydrated... Um, it's just that doesn't mean dinner. like
2: treat them as and give them sweets. It means actually like medically <laughs> treat them,
3: right? Imagine if you were a doctor and you'd completely misread the memo.
2: Yeah. I've bought this woman
3: a, a packet of roses.
2: Uh, you know me and the Nalgene, I try and get through one of these by lunchtime <sighs> every day. No, every, every day by lunchtime <laughs> I try and get through one of them. That's a litre. I'm a big unit. I forget, you have teas as well. I'm a powerful athlete. How many how many pisses do you do? A day? Yeah. Do I think that people want to hear this? yeah, oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, I reckon I probably do five pisses a day. How many do you do?
3: It's two big ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two what? Two substantial ones, I'd say. And but one, time? one at the end, and then one at the end of the day, maybe if I'm feeling free. You've got to okay, go before you go to bed. Otherwise, you're in trouble. You know what? Sometimes I sit in bed. I will go, I got this. Yeah, <laughs> but this... It's good for you. Keeping the keeping the keeping the rotten fluids in. I do it. <laughs> <laughs> teach you how it my when, lesson. It means you it means you went it, it means you um you're, the only you're person, older, you're fine. You're the only person I know who um has to feels like they have to earn themselves a piss. Yeah, it's like David Cameron he used to um no, sort of Tony make, Blair, wasn't it? No, Cameron, Cameron used to do it. He, he used to um he used to not go for a wee, so he was more focused when he was uh well, Apparently, talking. Tony Blair used to
2: wait until he really needed
3: a slash for important phone calls so he wouldn't do them for
2: too long. Oh, so you wouldn't do it? So they wouldn't drift for too long. Right, okay. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I was going to say to you that. um, What's that sound, Tony? Yeah. Are you (laughs) peeling in a bottle? No. You're on the mute button, Tony. (laughs) Um, I I like the idea that you go for a wee before you go to bed Mm. because then you're not disturbed. During the night, and Mm. I'm generally alright on that. But what I do do when I've been out boozing is I do a deal with the devil. I do a deal with myself where I say I'm going to nail like two pints of water before bed. Mm. I know it means I'll have to get up at like five and go for a slash, Mm -hmm. but my hangover will be so much better. And I'd uh, rather do that trade-off. Do you
3: ever do that? I (laughs) take Cordine. (laughs) Fuck you now. No, you don't. I do. I've occasionally. If, I've got a, if I know I've got a terrible hangover on the way, I'll take a Paramol, which is uh, paracetamol according. So it's not like illegal drugs. Is that what you're not, not often me? <laughs> <laughs> nope. I mean, I've heard of ibuprofen, but I mean, for yeah. goodness sake. What, Cordy paracetamol? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I'm sure all the doctors are going, Peter, stop this. Yeah. But it's just, it's an over the counter medication. For
2: yeah, my. that's not a real people don't say, oh, it's over the counter to take as much of it as yeah, you want. Yeah, do-
3: but I don't but I don't do it every time. I don't do it every week. I don't do it every. I'm just saying that I have on occasion when I know I've drunk too much. I've been drinking cocktails from one in the afternoon to, to midnight, and I know Is this why
2: you're never at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have
3: you have you um have you are you still bunged up or are you alright now? I'm alright. We didn't need to do the backside. We've done the front side. Let's do let's just let's family. do Thursday, Sean, my bum.
2: You famously only went did four poos in the whole of 2012
3: oh, I enjoyed every last one of them um, let's talk about an excellent swimming like the, dad a like Nokia 3210 game snake
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about an excellent swimming dad who to our, to our knowledge has absolutely no problems with his bowels mm. or his bladder mm. um, it's from Will in Beijing who's a regular emailer hello to you Will he says hello again gentlemen I've always enjoyed the dad behaviour trope on the show, but I couldn't think of any way that I could fit the man into a story for you until now. My dad is now in his mid-60s, but, like Luke's, was a county-level swimmer back in the day. Surrey versus Hampshire was presumably a battle for the ages. I did think about that. I thought, I wonder if my dad actually swam against your dad, Will, because they're probably the
3: same age. My dad's the same age as that. I mean, has it really gotten to four years in, my dad... It's swimmy, swimmy than, than your dad. I, Pete, I my think my dad can swim your dad.
2: I don't know what planet you're on because I'll tell you something now. If we found out that my dad raced against a listener's dad mm. in the 60s in yeah. swimming in a county level swimming race, that would be that's content,
3: yeah. It would be like um Becca McIntyre. Did they battle off against each uh, other? Borg, uh, it's Borg, uh, Macaro Borg, Mackinro Borg, right? Yeah, what, what's your point? I'm just saying it like an epic battle for the ages. Your yeah. dad's and, and... and What was that um, noise? It was the spring. Like your, pla- the like your bladder. <laughs> <laughs> we need to end the show. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Will says his dad's in his
2: mid-60s now who was a county-level swimmer. He said he didn't really mind that his two kids both got massively into football as long as we were both decent swimmers. Fast forward to a 2010 family holiday in Croatia. The parents stayed at a hotel down by the bay. Kids in a rented flat on the other side of the bay. After lunch one day, Dad challenges any takers to a swimming race across the bay. The way you've written that, Will is like he just shouted it across the bay, because <laughs> you're on different sides. He says, uh, Will says, I was the only volunteer. My dad offered me a head start, brackets arrogant, but thinking that he's about 55 and I'm 21, I can take him. Not only does he beat me, he also has enough time to purchase two pints of Croatian lager get a table and laugh as I finished a one-kilometre swim across a choppy bay a full two minutes behind him. Last time I went home in summer 2019, we went for a swim at the local pool in Dorking and he can still do two full lengths underwater on a single breath and finds it hilarious that neither of his kids can manage it. For me, this is peak dad behaviour. I hope you appreciate it. Cheers, Will, from
3: Beijing. Yeah, talented dad behaviour. What is going on? Again, I can't believe it. There just, we go. Just leave it. Leave it alone. I didn't touch it. It yeah. just went off in my hands, mother. <laughs> Stop stroking it. Just, it was just um, there. Is your dad a good swimmer? Uh, yeah, he is actually. Yeah, but he's a big maybe. Cat man he can float. Yeah, naval man. He said his, uh, his 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 veins open up and it's just water. Do you think you have to have a swimming test to get join the navy? Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, you can be bad at it, but you still have to. I think I think it's not that because um, the whole idea of the navy is to stay on stay on a ship, isn't it? Really? Yeah. You're not, you're not, uh, you, you're not getting the best swimmers, are you? If you are, you're getting the worst naval officers. <laughs> <laughs> they're mutually
2: exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what um, I, I know that a, friend, a good friend of mine was in the navy for a long time, and he said that every so often, when they're out at sea, they used to do these man overboard drills. It was pretty intense. Yeah, I bet it was. I bet. I'd like to hear more about that to Do be not honest. Like... <laughs> um, Anyway, well, well look, Will, that was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic stuff. I'm a I'm a pretty decent swimmer. You guys, yeah? okay, um, cool, I great. can I can. I could turn over a kilometre, I reckon. Yeah. And we we started talking about this originally because uh, Vish, our friend and confidant, um, can't swim. Mm. Right. Cannot swim. Is that right? Interesting. No, exactly. There we go. Right. I think that's about as much time as we've got uh, for today. Yeah. It's been bloody enjoyable. Um, We'll try and do less bladder and bowel chat on Thursday's Mm -hmm. show, but we'll see how we go. Um, um, we just heard that Prince has died. Oh, not again. Oh, dear. Not again. Again, do we can do some kind of purple rain joke or? No.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, let's just get out of here. All
2: right. See you later, on Thanks very much for listening. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com is the email address. We are at lukeandpeacher on Twitter and Instagram. Have a bloody lovely week. Enjoy the weather.
3: Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creative
1: Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.